Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Really in 1921. And, and by the way, there was another scorigami this year. And this, and this was kind of weird. I would never have guessed that this score had never happened. But the Seahawks beat the Lions 48-45 back in week four. That score had never happened before in the NFL, 48-45. I remember seeing that score in college football before, uh, but it's the first time that that happened. And the score gami almost did not happen after Matt Ryan lost the fumble with under four minutes to go when the Cowboys were up 47-19. After the Cowboys recovered the fumble, they took over at Indianapolis's 29-yard line. If the Cowboys had been forced to kick a field goal there, the final score likely would have been 50 to 19, which, as weird as that sounds, would not have been a scoregami. It happened back in 1979. However, Malik Davis made the scoregami happen when he scored on a 23-yard touchdown run with 2:25 to play in the game. So uh, that's that's one of those. And so for folks, say so what that makes that inconceivable. It's inconceivable that that score in all the history in all the thousands of games have played in the history of the National Football League. That score has never happened before. So, uh, score got me, Snoop. 19, add, that to your, n- add that to your deal. To me, 19 feels like it would be tough to score. Well, it's four field goals on a touchdown. It's uh, I think it's it, – it, here's the thing. It's the combination. 54 is kind of a weird <laughs> score. Uh, yes. You know, so that that's, that's the weird score there for me because 54, that's like missing – two extra points or missing one extra point and kicking two field goals. So it's, you know, so that's that that's what's strange about that score to me. So if it, the Cowboys, uh, ironically enough, have taken part in another score, Gami, and that had the number 54 in it. And I remember seeing this. I was I was a uh, 11-year-old kid, 10-year-old kid, 10-year-old kid in 1970, and they'd lost to the Vikings up in Minnesota early in the year, 54 to 13. That had never happened. And the Cowboys wind up going all the way to the Super Bowl that year. Uh, but they got crushed by the Vikings early in the season. That was a 54 to 13. But this was a 54 to 19 score got me. All right. A um, couple of travel stories. Uh, and these happened during Thanksgiving. Because, as you know, Snoop, the busiest time to try to get on an airplane is right before or right after Thanksgiving. Generally, the busiest travel day in uh, in in the U.S. every year is the day before Thanksgiving. You know, Wednesday, the day before. The, you know, the, the, the whole movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles takes place the day before Thanksgiving, trying to fly and all that kind of stuff. You ever try to fly, by the way, Snoop, day before Thanksgiving no. or right before Christmas? Only a handful of times have I flown and not during those times. Count yourself fortunate because it can be tough. Uh, it's really going to be tough on the niece of former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. We know who he is. Dude's you know from New Jersey, big Cowboy fan, tight with Jerry Jones that old bit. But a woman reported to be his niece uh, was arrested after allegedly 
causing a disturbance on an airplane and injuring six deputies. This happened on Thanksgiving morning that uh, Shannon Epstein was arrested at approximately 6 o'clock that morning after being removed from a plane in New Orleans. And she was headed back to New Jersey. And the quote was, she was removed from the flight after causing a disturbance which included a asking a family she believed was Latino if they were smuggling cocaine. When deputies initially made contact with her on the jet bridge, she became extremely combative, and during her arrest, she, she alone, injured six deputies, biting one and kicking another one in the groin. She was eventually secured in a wheelchair and taken from the sea. So yeah, so that's, that's so that was that was not good. She right, deserved to be put in a wheelbarrow, not a wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, here's here's a couple of things to let you know. Um, the, the, I, I can't remember I, uh, some of the things that you're not real fond of. Is one of them you've never taken a cruise, right? No, I know. And, and, and you don't really have a desire to go on a cruise. No, if my parents right? love cruises, but I don't. No. Okay. Your parents have been on cruises then. Okay. All right. Um, uh, well, one guy, James Michael Grimes, fell off a carnival cruise ship in the Gulf of Mexico, and it, was the, and it happened. Here's that day before Thanksgiving travel thing. He said the sheer will to live – along with strength for God, kept him alive as he miraculously swam for what he believes to be more than 15 hours. Uh, He's 28 years of age, described himself as an average guy who likes hunting, fishing, and being outdoors, and was rescued late on Thanksgiving Day. said he was blessed to be alive. He's from Alabama, was aboard the Carnival Valor cruise ship with 18 members of his family, for the week of the Thanksgiving holiday. It was the night before Thanksgiving. He was at an onboard, here it is, Snoop, bar with his sister, but said he went to use the restroom around 11 o'clock. The last thing he remembers before regaining consciousness in the water was going to listen to live music aboard the ship with his family, and he doesn't remember where or how he fell off the ship. He said he had drinks, but he was not inebriated, he says. He said, um, I was trying to stay as positive as I could from the moment I came to and regained consciousness. I can just remember right then thinking, wow, it's a miracle that I'm not already dead. Uh, said he's not capable of floating, and he credits his survival to his faith and positive attitude. He even created songs to keep his spirits up. He swam through two schools of jellyfish and said he watched the sunrise during his time in the water Said he lost almost 20 pounds in the experience. He said, the Lord gave me the will to live. It's a miracle. I wasn't going to give up at any point in time. Just say, this is it. This is the end. And it never came to that. I was determined to swim until my arms and legs could not hold up my body anymore. It was like a 20-hour baptism, he said. He also battled confusion, fatigue, and some sort of creature below. It came up on me really quick. I went under, and I could see it. It wasn't a shark. But it had more like a flat mouth, and it came up and it bumped one of my legs, and I kicked it with the other leg. It scared me not knowing what it was. I could see that it did have a fin. And uh, at another point, he grabbed a floating stick, which he said looked like bamboo. He started chewing on it, gave me some type of flavor in my mouth other than salt water. 
and the Coast Guard finally rescued him, spot him around 825 at night. That's pretty inconceivable, <laughs> falling in that. So, anyway, he's okay. I'll tell you my little travel bump, which is nothing like that, coming up next hour as we continue. We light the tower on the horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260, live, local, and digital, and coming your way from New York here on the Horn app and hornfm.com. Second hour of Light the Tower from New York City. Craigway with you. Jeff Howe traveling up here today. He'll be here to uh, cover for Horns 24-7 tomorrow night's basketball game between Texas and uh, Illinois from Madison Square Garden in New York. Here, the Jimmy V Classic. Uh, Snoop Daniel, our producer back there, got a kick out of me saying New York City, like the old Pace Picani sauce commercial was that was it was that was what was tickling you there yes Steve, i don't know why i remember that commercial specifically but it tickled me when i was a kid when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply it, here it is, here it is. Oh, I got it. Here it is. You have it? Hey, Cookie, more Pecani sauce. This ain't paste Pecani sauce. What's the difference? Cookie, paste Pecani sauce is made in San Antonio with fresh vegetables and spices by people who know what Pecani sauce is supposed to taste like. This stuff's made in New York City? New, New York, York City? Get a rope. That's so silly. <laughs> yeah, because we're all certain that on the cattle drives uh, of of the history, the long fabric of the United States, that pecani sauce was a staple <laughs> of that. Uh, I think that's that's pretty funny. They got to try to sell uh, some units, Craig. I suppose so. <laughs> and paste pecani sauce is good, by the way. I'm yes. just, I'm just <laughs> but. It is it's, uh, I like it with tortilla chips the best. Uh, yeah. And on tacos. Okay. And do you yeah. like it room temperature or refrigerated? Either way. I'm good with it either way. Yeah, I'd rather I'm it fine. be room temperature. But. I'm fine, too, you know, but I, I like it. Um, I like it room temperature, but sometimes, you know, if it comes out of the refrigerator and you've got some tacos or whatever and you put mm. some of this cold on the hot taco, it's a little bit of that hot side, hot, cold side, cold. Remember the McD he was big about that keeps the hot side hot and the cool side cool with the lettuce and tomato on the other thing put it together you know who doesn't like the mixture of the hot and cold put together um our colleague and the man who follows this program chad hastings ask chad about that he's not a pie a la mode guy he doesn't at least it used to not be i remember and tell me he didn't like the, the the like the ice cream with the pie, the cold on top of the hot apple pie or peach pie or whatever. He's not a hot and cold combined kind of guy. Hey, if it tastes good to me, I'm not that is concerned about the temperature on that particular thing. And I was like, dude, you never had a baked Alaska before? Wow. Like, no. Now I'm fiending <laughs> for like hot apple pie and some bluebell vanilla. Yeah, some homemade vanilla on that. You know, um, you know what I, I – I uh, I found, uh, and this comes from um, 
from my most recent nuptials that because uh, Linda is like this, she's like a savant on HEB, you know, all things HEB. And for years, you know, when I lived in Cedar Park, uh, there was an HEB not far away, but really close to where I live was a Randall's. So a lot of times out of convenience, I would go to Randall's and wind up getting the Bluebell homemade vanilla, uh, which Laurie all, uh, really liked. Uh, and, in fact, it was it was really big to her uh, in the, the downless stretch years of her life when she couldn't eat a lot of solid food and had to have a lot of shakes and things like that. The Bluebell homemade vanilla was a real, was, was a real staple of that sort of thing. But um, – uh, and I always liked it, and uh, the nat- the uh, natural vanilla bean, uh, so th- that's good too. But uh, Linda being the H-E-B file that she is, it got me into a lot of that stuff, especially where we live in Georgetown now. where there's a, we're, We live closer to an H-E-B than to a Randall's. We're not that far away from the Randall's either, and we shop at both. I've said all along I shop at bo- both major supermarket chains. But what I have become really fond of, I don't know if you've had it, Snoop, at H-E-B, is the 1905 vanilla. If you haven't, if you haven't mm. had it, try the 1905 vanilla. If you haven't had it. So that, that's pretty good stuff there. Um, I, I, I mentioned I was going to share the one little travel log uh, bump that I had. And this is, just, this is just part of what goes on with uh, being – uh, it, 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 it's part of what goes on with, with uh, travel. If you just travel a lot, doesn't matter what line of work you're in. You could be in the insurance business or banking or, or broadcasting or, or teaching. It doesn't really matter. If, if, if you're traveling quite a bit, you're going to encounter delays. You're going to encounter bumps. You're going to encounter cancellations. You're just going to encounter those things. It, it, it's inevitable, especially the more you travel, the more those things kind of happen. So last night, I'm flying up here, and um, it, wasn't, it wasn't a real difficult situation on flight. We took off about eh, 40 minutes late, I say, but they made up about 20 minutes of it, maybe 25. We only landed about maybe 15 to 20 minutes late, so it wasn't, wasn't bad. That That's... You know, most of the time, if somebody would guarantee me uh, you'll get where you're going to go, your flight is not going to be canceled or have a massive delay due to a mechanical issue or similar to the stuff I had when I went down to the Rio Grande Valley a couple of weeks ago, uh, you're not going to have those problems, but you will be 15 to 20 minutes late. I'd say it. Sign me up. I would take it. I would take that every time. And that's what we had last night. So. We had this, we landed about 15, 20 minutes late. And I had to go pick up a rental car. And there's a little bit of, I don't know, nervousness because the rental counter supposedly was going to be closed by the time I got there. But it wasn't. It was open. I was able to get the car. So I get the car. Now, I'm driving. I was flying in a JFK. So I'm fl- driving from JFK into Midtown Manhattan. Does that sound like fun to you, Snoop? You know, driving from JFK Airport to New York right through the heart of Queens, through the Queens Midtown Tunnel and into Midtown Manhattan. It sounds exciting, but I don't <laughs> want to do it. I'll be a passenger. 
Okay. It's not that exciting. It, it, in fact, it, uh, late on a Sunday night, New York City is not that much different than a lot of other places in that you can you can get around without much difficulty. And, and it was, gosh, from all the way down there at JFK, which is down at the bottom, you know, where Queens and Brooklyn kind of come together way down there, um, up to Midtown Man. It was only about 25 minutes. It wasn't, wasn't that big a deal. Um, so I get to the hotel – and the hotel, uh, I was told in advance, only offered valet parking because it's right in the middle of traffic. They don't have, like, you know, pull into a side parking lot. There's nothing like that around here. You know, everybody operates on valet parking anyway. So I pull up, and there's nobody out front, no bellman, no nothing like that. I walk in, and there's two gentlemen at the concierge. And I tell them, hey, I'd like to uh, valet park this car. And they look at me like I'm from another planet. And one of them said, well, we don't have that. And I said, you don't have valet parking? And they said, well, well we do, but we don't have a bellman here. Uh, you'll just have to park it yourself. And I said, wait, there, there's got to be somewhere where some solution to this. And they said, well, let's go talk to the front desk. So we go to the front desk. Now, again, this is at this point about – uh, 1 a.m. Uh, local time, about midnight Texas time. Uh, so we go to the front desk, and we start talking to another guy, and he says, yeah, we don't really offer that. And I said, you don't have valet parking? I asked the question again. And he says, well, we do, but we have to have a bellman take it over to the lot. And I'm like, yeah, and we don't have anybody there to do it right now. Okay. They said, you could possibly take it over there yourself. I said, where is it? And they said, oh, it's just around the corner. It's just a couple of blocks away. You have to wind around because of the one-way streets, but it's not far. I said, okay, I can do that. They said, yeah, it might not be open. And I said, might not be open? Yeah, it might be closed. I said, closed? And then I said this, Snoop. This is snarkiness on my part. But, again, it was after midnight. And so I, I said, yeah. closed in the city that never sleeps? <laughs> <laughs> Because that's out of that line, Addy, when you bump back with New York, New York from Frank Sinatra. I want to wake up in a city that never sleeps. And I, I said, closed in the city that never sleeps? And he kind of smirked and kind of was like, shut up. I, I knew he was thinking that. But he said, well, yeah, they might get on it. So I drove it around. Fortunately, even though the gates were down, when I pulled in, somebody was in the booth, and they came in, and they parked the car. So it worked out. You you pull in and you get a valet ticket and all that stuff. So it worked, and it was only about a half a block walk back to the hotel, which is pretty close to Madison Square Garden itself. So those are the the kinds of little things that do happen, can happen, on uh, on travel. You know those those things happen, and I've had far far more inconvenient and and difficult things happen on the travel. So uh, that that was just a minor bump with with regard to that well maybe you have good travel karma coming up because you've had two like kind of crazy i don't know yeah happenstances well the travel coming up in the immediate future is all going to be behind the wheel for me after this until we get into right at the new year when it's travel again for basketball and and again that gets back to what i was saying about the alamo bowl earlier there's no plane flight to orlando for the cheese it bowl you know so, so you don't you don't have that uh, for uh, you know you don't have to worry about that. So uh, because of that because Texas is not 
headed to the Cheez It Bowl. I know that disappointed you a little bit, Snoop, when you first were, realized that that might be, uh, you know, a possibility to go to the Cheez It Bowl. It would give me an excuse to buy every flavor of Cheez Its and just stuff the producer room with it and just eat it all day. <laughs> and 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 by the way, uh, guess which. Um, Guess which uh, snack they offered on the plane last night? It was cheese. Oh, awesome! I was going to say pop tarts. Ooh, uh, I'm going to ask no. you a serious question during the Longhorn sure. notebook. Uh, I will save it because I've been thinking about uh, it. Anyway, is it Longhorn related? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Then we'll do it in the notebook. We'll do it in the notebook. Okay. What What I want <laughs> you to do is, I want you to give me, uh, give me what what I used to call bowl projection music, which is basically the same music bed that we use. For the Craig Way report, but it can—it doesn't have to be that. It could just be—you can mm. even give me some, give me some flex music. We do have a flex thirty update coming up, but I want to run down the bowl schedule. Okay, for folks, okay, okay. Because uh, I've had some people ask me about this and ask about the bowl schedule, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. do that. I'm gonna run down the college football bowl schedule for folks, and then uh, and then we'll get to the the break. So you, so you have some music for yes, me? Yes, I'm gonna get. Some. Okay, all right, a little college football playoff there, college football stuff. Um, okay. Um, the Bulls actually begin Friday night in the Bahamas uh, with the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl. It's Miami of Ohio against UAB. Then the uh, Duluth Trady Cure Bowl in Orlando. UTSA is going to Orlando, Florida to play Troy in the Cure Bowl. Then on Saturday... For the first time, Snoop, you're going to have a bowl game at Fenway Park in Boston. You have the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, Cincinnati and Louisville. Um, Somebody going to try to climb up the Green Monster? The the Green Monster, right. I I asked Kathy Harston on the air yesterday, I said, we are of an age, Kathy, where we can remember when the Boston Patriots played AFL games at, um, at Fenway Park. She looked at me, again, like I was from another planet. And she's like, I don't even remember the Boston Patriots, let alone playing games at Fenway Park. I'm like, all right, all right. So that was, she said, I didn't pay any attention to the Boston Patriots, and I don't pay any attention to the New England Patriots now. So that was, of course, their name before they changed it in 1971. Uh, Celebration Bowl, Jackson State in North Carolina Central. Deion Sanders is going to coach that game, Snoop, before he moves on to Boulder, Colorado, to be the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes. But he is going to coach. Uh, Jackson State in their matchup with North Carolina Central in the Cricket Celebration Bowl. These are games all this Saturday. New Mexico Bowl, SMU-BYU in Albuquerque. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by Stiffle. um, And it is Washington State against Fresno State. The Lending Tree Bowl, which is in Mobile, Alabama, Rice in southern Mississippi. Snoop, Rice gets to go to a bowl game despite having a 5-7 and seven record because they had the top APR academic performance record of any of the teams that were 5-7. and seven. They didn't have enough 6-6 six and six teams to fill all the slots. So Rice gets to go to a bowl game. Good for them. And, yep, and they'll play Southern Miss, uh, and that will be on Saturday, the Lending Tree Bowl. The SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, Florida – Plays Oregon State. That'll be in Las Vegas. Uh, the Frisco Bowl, North Texas, alma mater going back to Frisco for a bowl game for the second straight year. They played Boise State. Last year they played in that that add-on bowl game because what had happened with 
the Fenway Bowl and a couple other bowl games being canceled due to COVID issues, and they played in that add-on game, and they lost last year to Miami of Ohio. This year, Snoop, the Mean Green are going to be playing Boise State with an interim football coach. They fired Seth Luttrell yesterday. Yeah. North Texas did. Um, and uh, they went to a bowl game every year as the coach except one, uh, but they made the coaching change. And Phil Bennett, the defensive coordinator, will be the interim head coach, North Texas against Boise Saturday night in the Frisco Bowl. Monday, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. They play that actually in Conway, which is about 10 miles inland there at Coastal Carolina. But it's Marshall and UConn playing there on Monday. On Tuesday, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. That's in Boise, Eastern Michigan, San Jose State. Also that day, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, uh, Liberty and Toledo playing in Boca. On Wednesday, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Western Kentucky and South Alabama in New Orleans. Thursday, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Baylor and Air Force. I was a little surprised at Baylor that the way that it worked that they slid down as as far as they did to do that. I thought they might be in a different bowl game, but there they are in the Armed Forces Bowl on Thursday, December 22nd. Friday the 23rd, Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, Louisiana against Houston. Uh, also that day, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. That's in uh, at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. It's Wake Forest in Missouri. A lot of black and gold on the field for that. Christmas Eve, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. And uh, that will be uh, Middle Tennessee State against San Diego State. Quick Lane Bowl, day after Christmas, Monday the 26th. New Mexico State and Bowling Green. New Mexico also got in. They got in at 6-6, six and six, although only one of their two wins over FCS opponents got the count. So technically they're a five-win team, but they got in on appeal because they were due to play and, uh, and had to have a game canceled uh, when the opponent uh, had a tragic death. So they ended up playing a makeup opponent, Valpo, won the game, but it was two wins over SES. But they won on appeal, and they're going to play Bowling Green in the Quick Lane Bowl day after Christmas. On the 27th in the Camellia Bowl, it's Georgia Southern against Buffalo. First responder bowl that day in Dallas is Memphis against Utah State. The Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, Coastal Carolina against East Carolina. And uh, also the Guaranteed Rate Bowl at Chase Field in Phoenix, Oklahoma State against Wisconsin. That's on the 27th. On the 28th, Military Bowl, presented by Paraton, is Duke and UCF. Liberty Bowl, AutoZone Liberty Bowl that day, Kansas and Arkansas. San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, Oregon and North Carolina. And the Tax Act Texas Bowl that night is Texas Tech and Ole Miss playing in Houston. Thursday the 29th, Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, Syracuse and Minnesota. The Cheez-It Bowl, Snoop, the Oklahoma Sooners get to eat some Cheez-Its. Sooners and Florida State in the Cheez-It Bowl. Ooh, that's a good game. And, uh, yeah, Valero Alamo Bowl that night, Texas and Washington on Friday the 30th. Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, Maryland against North Carolina State. Two old ACC uh, opponents. Maryland, of course, in the Big Ten now, but they'll play in Charlotte. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Pittsburgh against UCLA. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Notre Dame against South Carolina. And uh, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. How about Barstool Sports sponsoring a bowl game? Ohio and Wyoming in that one. And uh, then you have a New Year's Six Bowl, Capital One Orange Bowl, Tennessee and Clemson. A lot of orange on the field in that one. New Year's Eve, you have the Music City Bowl, Iowa and Kentucky, All-State Sugar Bowl, 
Kansas State, Big 12 Conference champions against Alabama. Monday, January 2nd, uh, the ReliaQuest Bowl in Tampa, that's the former Outback Bowl, is Mississippi State and Illinois. Uh, the Cheese It sponsoring a second bowl game, Cheese It Citrus Bowl, is LSU and Purdue. And the Cotton Bowl, USC against Tulane, followed by the Rose Bowl game, Utah against Penn State. Obviously, the college football playoff matchups are on New Year's Eve as well. Fiesta Bowl, Michigan against TCU, the two versus three matchup, and the Peach Bowl that night. Number one, Georgia. Number four, Ohio State. So there it is, your complete college bowl rundown. All right, uh, coming up, we'll have our Flex 30 update and a Longhorn Notebook as we continue here from New York City. Yes? Did Verlander go to the Mets? Is that, is that what I'm some saying? breaking news you have there? Oh, my God. No way. There's no way in heck. Oh, All right. We'll God. come back with some. De- yeah. Oh, my God. Craig, why? What do you mean, why? <laughs> Wait, why do you think? Why do you think? M-O-N-E-Y. <laughs> Just for that, you have to bump bump back with money. <laughs> okay. From, you know, uh, either the Pink Floyd money or or uh, uh, or the Beatles singing money. That's what I want because that's that's basically what that is. So, yeah, there's your breaking news. Wow. Justin Verlander is going to New York to pitch for the Mets. Say hi Are to you? him. You're up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess there may be a press conference at some point. Yeah. I don't know. All right. When we come back, uh, we'll have our Flex 30 update. We'll also uh, bring you uh, our Longhorn Notebook for this hour. When we continue, we'll light the tower on the horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and Horn FM. Well, it certainly worked with Justin Verlander. Two-year. Are you listening, Snoop? You asked the question, why? Why do you leave the Houston Astros? Two-year deal, $86 million with the New York Mets. And the deal does also include a vesting third option. Hey, you know, hot stove league, baseball winter meetings underway. And, you know, Verlander turns 40 in February. But he had the lowest ERA in the majors, unanimous winner of his third Cy Young Award. So if there's going to be a time to capitalize, this would be it. He went 18-4 with a 175 ERA, 185 strikeouts in 28 starts this past season. By the way, were you pumped up about the Rangers signing Jacob DeGrom? Yes, that's awesome. I okay. and you you team him with the with the one two guys that they just drafted. That's what championship teams are made of, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big part of that. All right, uh how about uh, a Flex 30 update for you? Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Okay, um, first things first to let you know, big announcement. Coming up tomorrow morning, starting during B&E, as early as I think 7.30 in the morning with quarterbacks, and then followed by running backs. And then we'll have offensive linemen announced during uh, this program. Uh, Snoop will be announcing kickers and punters during this portion of the program. Uh, So uh, the finalists for the all-flex team, 
will be announced. The finalists. This isn't the final team. It's the group of finalists. And then one week from tomorrow, we will unveil the all-flex team. But mark that down. Tomorrow morning, appointment listening throughout the course of the day to hear the all-flex team finalists announced. All right. Um, appointment listening right now if you want to find out about the state semifinals, where they're going to be played. 6A Division One. Prosper and Duncanville playing at Ford Stadium on the SMU campus Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Westlake, North Shore, and uh, that contest, Rice Stadium in Houston, 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. It will be televised uh, on KXAN. So uh, get ready for that, KBVO. Get ready for that. That'll be uh, Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock. So if you can't make it over to Rice Stadium in Houston, the game will be televised locally. 6A Division Two, Geyer and DeSoto. Snoop, your alma mater's in the Final Four. They were incredibly impressive in blowing the doors off Harker Heights, 16-24. Yeah, that, that was a good Harker Heights team. That's a statement dub. <laughs> yeah. So now they play Denton Geyer. And that's going to be a great matchup, I think. And that'll be at the Ford Center at the Star there in Frisco they Saturday afternoon at 2. Jackson Arnold, the Oklahoma commit. Absolutely. For Geyer. Yep. Yes. Yep. And he's having a whale of a season. Uh, the other semifinal, Vandegrift and Katie in the Alamo Dome, 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Are you rolling down to San Antonio for that one? Yeah, I'll be in San Antonio and Houston twice on Friday and Saturday, so. And, oh, wow, you're going to zigzag back and forth. You're going to be burning up I-10, my friend. Yes. You'll be doing that. I'm right, getting so an oil change. Good. Before. Make sure your tires are properly inflated. Oh, yeah. Do those things as well before you take that 100. Uh, See, so that's actually close to 200 miles straight straight down I-10 uh, for that one. All right. Um, before you ask, and I know some folks will ask, there is not a television, a live over-the-air telecast that I know of for Vandegrift and Katie. The market was only allowed one, and that was the Westlake thing. The Vandegrift thing, I think, will be a web stream telecast uh, there through the NFHS subscription service. That's why it is. It's not like uh, KXN just picked and selected the way that that went. You, there's the, the NFHS people and other groups, they're the ones who make the call on that, and they uh, are required to provide uh, permission to televise one game, but are not required to provide, and there's demand all over the place to do these games by different broadcast outlets and streaming services and things like that. So that's why uh, the Vandegrift game won't be televised over uh, NF, uh, over uh, KBVO, but it will be, I think, on NFHS. All right, 5A Division One, Alito and Longview playing Dallas at Kincaid Stadium to juggernaut Giants in a semifinal. College Station. Snoop, did you hear how that game ended uh, there at the field in Pflugerville between no. College Station and New Braunfels? S I mean, not New Braunfels, excuse me, Smithson Valley. Similar to the end of the Vandegrift Dripping Springs game, but there wasn't a fumble involved. But it was a goal line tackle involved. College Station made a stop at the one-yard line to win 26-21. And they play Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, who took out the one remaining Valley School. They beat uh, Far San Juan Alamo North. So there are no Valley Schools going to the Final Four. 5A Division II, Argyle and South Oak Cliff, number one team in the state, Argyle, 
defending state champ South Oak Cliff. That's the game we're uh, televising live on Bally Sports Southwest on uh, Friday night. Port Natchez Groves and Liberty Hill playing Friday at Legacy Stadium in Katy. Uh, 4A Division One, China Spring and Decatur playing in Mansfield Friday night. Bernie and Chapel Hill from the Tyler area in the Alamo Dome Friday night. 4A Division Two, number one ranked Carthage against Glen Rose at the Star in Frisco on Friday. Wimberley and Quero, 3 o'clock Friday afternoon in the Alamo Dome. Snoop Daniel will be there. I will. Uh, yeah, 3A Division One. Brock started the year 0-4, Snoop. Now they're in the Final Four playing Malakoff, who took out Grandview. They played the Star in Frisco on Thursday night. Also Thursday, Franklin, number one team in the state against Edna, the team that eliminated Lano. Thursday night, they play in Katy at Legacy Stadium. 3A Division Two, Canadian and Gunner meet for the sixth time in the last seven years in the semifinals. Think about that. They're playing in Abilene on Friday night. Harmony, which started the year 0-4, and they were 5-5 five five going into the playoffs, and now they're in the Final Four. They play Poth over at Cy Fair on Friday night. Uh, 2A Division One Hawley and Crawford playing Mineral Wells on Thursday night. Snoop, Refurio and Timpson. That should be a great battle. Terry Bussey and Timpson against Refurio. They play at Cy Fair on Thursday. Division Two, New Home in Albany. And how about this, Snoop? For folks who are looking for a game on Thursday night, Mart, number one team in the state, playing Burton at, as you affectionately referred to it once, K-Rack. The <laughs> Kelly Reeves Kelly Reeves Athletics Complex. The Palace on Palmer Thursday night is Mart and Burton. And finally, uh, the, the state championship matchups have been determined for six-man, but they get that mini-bye. They don't play this Saturday. They play the following Wednesday. It'll be Abbott. That's right, the same Abbott right there along I-35, just south of Hillsboro. Abbott against uh, number one in the state against the defending state champion Westbrook. That'll be the following Wednesday. And Benjamin, number one in the state in Division Two, against Lorraine. Big Cinderella story. And they kick off the state championship uh, lineup at 11 o'clock in the morning a week from Wednesday. All right, so there's that. Let's get to our Longhorn Notebook here uh, really quickly, Snoop, while we have an opportunity. Okay, Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. We mentioned uh, Longhorn's head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, asked about his team headed for the bowl game, and there's that conversation about, well, how much of this really is for young guys to get better? Getting the extra practices is the reward thing. Sark says it's all of it, and then some. I think that's critical, as always. You know, you're always looking forward to ways to continue to develop your players. But more importantly, for a lot of our veteran players, a lot of our seniors, you know, we didn't get to go to a bowl game last year. We didn't earn it. So to earn a bowl bid this year, I think it's great for them as well that they get this experience against a really good opponent, but also for our younger players to continue their development. So I think it's a win-win for us. Like I said, I know everybody's excited about it. Yeah, so there it is. All right, we'll hear more from Sark tomorrow on that. And we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower coming up here on the Horn. Uh, Texas women winning yesterday. Justin Verlander signing with the New York Mets. And then, of course, here in the Big Apple, Longhorn men's basketball getting ready for its matchup tomorrow night here at the Garden. Uh, we will be in equipment set up tomorrow, so I will be checking in. But uh, Aaron Hogan will be with you during the first with Snoop tomorrow, Chad Hastings during the second hour during the unveiling of a couple of spots on the all-flex team, at least the finalist position. So I'll look to check in on that as well. Thanks so much to our producer back in the studio, Snoop Daniel. I'm Craig Way. 
Hope you have a great day, everybody. Stay tuned. Chad and Zay are up next, and we'll check with you next time here on Light the Tower.